This is Adventure Nannies On Air. I'm Shenandoah. And I'm Brandy. Our company is Adventure Nannies, and we talk about nannying, traveling, professional development, and also whatever we want. We'll try to keep our potty mouths to a minimum, but this podcast is not suitable for kids. You can find out more about us at adventurenannies.com. Hello, we are here for a holiday recap with Wes, my husband. Hello. Megan, our amazing nanny. Hello. And we are just having a little follow-up from our previous blog about spending the holidays with your family, or with away from your family, with your work family, um, and how that is for both Megan as a nanny or any nanny, and then also how that is... For our family, having an additional person or persons, in our case, um, sp- to spend the holidays with. So just for, as a little context, we just had Thanksgiving in Ireland. It was the day we landed in Dublin, and we kind of unpacked everything in a hurry, made a quick reservation at this really dreamy restaurant called The Winding Stair in Dublin for just uh, Wes, our tour manager, Sarah, and I. And then um, Megan spent the holiday after she put Lenny to bed alone, I'm assuming crying into a Guinness <laughs> in, the, in our hotel room, in your hotel room in Dublin. Megan, is that, is my assumption correct? Is that how it was for you? Um, Something like that, you know. I, yeah, it was, it was a f- okay holiday. I was actually just like, this was our grand finale of the tour, and I was so excited to just be in Ireland finally that I was, like, exhausted also because I have Lenny on the flights. So I was like, we're going to just have a good night's sleep and have a good day tomorrow. But it definitely wasn't, like, my best holiday ever. But I was in Ireland, so in one way it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, were you lonely? Was it really hard for you to be away from Mikey and your family? <laughs> It wasn't terribly lonely, but I was just, like, kind of exhausted and tired, so it was, like, I wouldn't want to socialize anyways, so it was fine, but if I was fully rested, I might have wanted to, like, actually done something, but that wasn't the case, so it was okay. So you're saying you didn't call them or text them or (laughs) (laughs) miss out on any of it? (laughs) I did call and text just saying, like, this is where I am now. Um, just so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was blindfolded and thrown in a hotel. Uh, no, but I just shot a quick, like, happy Thanksgiving. I'm here in Ireland. Like, hallelujah kind of a thing. Nice. All right. So Megan apparently is a champion traveler already. And it didn't bother her to be away for Thanksgiving, but it bothered me to have Megan be alone for Thanksgiving. I felt really bad that we didn't have a group um, gathering that was kind of made up. The next day we had their their catering at the show um, cooked a Thanksgiving meal for us all. And I, again, was a little bit uh, disappointed. Maybe I'm the one with a problem and everyone and I'm projecting it on everyone, but... <laughs> I was really lonely and homesick because there was no um, drunk uncle there stumbling around, no insulting comments or political debates. Um, 
everyone was pretty sober and nice to each other. So I definitely felt being away from my family for Thanksgiving in a real way. What about you, Wes? Well, there was plenty of tears with Lenny, right? I mean, yeah. just just expected. Um, I, I mean, I look at it, I look at it like um, when we're away and on tour, it's there are very high highs and there's really great perks to the job of being in a band. And then there's these moments where you realize that you're you're entertaining people on their weekends or on sometimes their holidays or in our case, we were traveling on a on a plane most of the day. And I think you just have to take the good with the bad like anything else. And for me, it's holidays become kind of like birthdays where I used to really make a big deal of them. And now um, I enjoy it more if I'm around family, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a holiday. But I remember back in the day when I was living at home and trying to show my parents that I was responsible, I remember taking an extra shift at the restaurant I worked at on Thanksgiving, thinking that would make my mom really proud of her son for working even on a holiday. And she was so offended. Um, So... I think for a while I've been okay with letting those moments go. I just try to see family when I can. But it is it is a little bit of a bummer to those who haven't been in that lifestyle. And then you you experience all these highs. And then there's this moment where you're like, oh, I'm missing out. So I think that's just part of the taking the good with the bad. That's how I view it. And it's pr- pretty natural. I mean, there's always a come down from every high. And, and the tour has a lot of highs. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe as the wife and is not the I'm not the performer. Um, I know that another one of the band members' wives was definitely sad that she wasn't home for the holidays, and they tried to make Thanksgiving happen by booking a traditional Thanksgiving meal with their kids at a ho- at another hotel. And I haven't checked in with her about how that went yet, but. For me, I did try to kind of recreate the holiday magic with you at the winding stair. And then it was, we made the most of it. It was great. I love Sarah. But then we had Sarah join us for Thanksgiving. So it wasn't the same kind of toasting and celebrating and reflecting on what we're thankful for moment that I was kind of hoping for. So I think I feel a responsibility as a wife to like recreate these holidays for you, Megan, and for you, Wes, and then... It never works out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I was pretty exhausted at that point. We were on the road for probably a month at that, and um, a little road weary. So a day off was really what I was excited about. And I, I, I've eaten at the Winding Stair with you a couple times. It's like our favorite restaurant, so I felt excited about that. But mostly, I was, um, I was just trying to keep it together <laughs> because uh, you expel, you expend a lot of energy just trying to keep your keep your stuff together on the road, and um, so. It's not to, I, I felt like the, the workaholic dad at Thanksgiving that was <laughs> kind of there, kind of not. And then, you know, we're doing this from home now and I feel much more clear because there's not as much pressure nightly to, to put on a show. So I'm not so divided. Right now, since we're recording this podcast at our house. I think you're more stressed than me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm off the road, so it's a little easier. But I think that there's, um, I think there's no way to preemptively have a conversation like with you Megan about hey just so you know this is gonna be really hard but like don't worry it's gonna be fine you could try to have that but there's just some things you have to experience on your own and some people it, you know uh, take it in differently and some things matter to some people and others and I think that 
you could never predict how someone's going to react. But um, I, I used to make that mistake of trying to prevent someone I care about or a part of our crew, um, which you are both, you know, Megan. And like, I think that I had a lot of compassion, but I was also like, it's kind of one of those things you have to, if you don't understand, you're going to learn that it's going to have a lot of perks and a lot of downsides. And on paper, or if you're hanging out with friends and they're asking you about work and, oh, that's cool, you you go on tour with the band, that must be incredible. And I think the answer will evolve over the next couple of years. That answer will change every time you answer it until it starts to settle in. Because I've seen Brandy answer that. And I, personally, I've said, it's the, it's the best thing in the world. Or you wouldn't understand, it's not as glamorous as you think. And I think the truth's somewhere in the middle. But yeah, I, I think what I'm hearing from both of you in a way is that um, I'm the one that was trying to make it special for you guys because I thought you both would be sad to miss it. Right. And then that kind of put extra pressure on the situation for everyone. Is that right, Megan? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. I think we're getting we're getting deep here, but I do think you put a lot of effort into caring for the ones around you. And sometimes, like, people don't, like, react or, like, it doesn't turn out the way your ex expectations were. Um, so sometimes it kind of puts a lot of pressure on me to be like, uh, or, like, when you were like, Megan, are you upset? Like, just tell me, should I not leave? Like, we can just stay here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you're going to ask me for 10 minutes, I was like, okay, like, that could be nice. Or, it, like, kind of, it's almost like you're convincing me that I should be sad, but in the most caring way, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it's only because you care, and I'm glad that you ask, and it does make me, like, more in touch with my feelings, but sometimes it's like, shit, I really don't need to, like, really think about what I'm feeling, you know? Yeah, not to pile it on, Megan, <laughs> but just so uh, the listeners out there know, she's a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> feelings. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I am a Scorpio. No, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's a good thing for me to remember as a, an employer in some way and a wife that uh, it's not my job to make people happy. It's just my job to keep the show on the road, literally. <laughs> well, yeah, I think in it, as being a nanny <clears throat> in your past and now, you know, you own a business and you people you work with people and people work for you at times. It's like I have a tour manager and then when you're out, I tease you. I'm like, you don't have to manage the tour. Like they got it because you'll be like, do we have a ride arranged or what time is this happening or do they know this? And it's it's like a really it's a fine tuned operation once you're in the building or in the hotel. And um, your instinct is to think you have to know if you don't take care of it, no one will because you're responsible for a lot of things. And I think it comes from a place of being really self-reliant. You know, you've, you've, when we first started dating, you had me go over to a house that you were dog sitting in quotes, dog sitting where you were supposed to feed this dog. And I mean, I'm used to like feeding people who are OC there. I've pet sit before and there's OCD instructions about how many scoops, what time of day, this treat, this pill. It was so intense. And I ask you and you're like, I don't know, figure it out. There's probably food under the sink. And <laughs> is the dog still alive? It was this very, um, you'll figure it out. And I was looking for instruction. So I think we have different uh, expectations and ways of approaching those responsibilities. <laughs> but you're really resourceful. And then sometimes that can work against you when you're, when all, all of it's done for you. 
like on our tour, early tours weren't like that, but now on a tour, it's, it's more laid out in a very organized way and you can just sit back if you want to. Yeah. I'm still trying to learn how to do that. It still makes me uncomfortable when people help me with my suitcase or do anything. But... I know. Me too. Yeah. No, I'm definitely learning how to like not, I'm definitely a helper and I want to like get everything out of the car, even though that's somebody else's job. I'm like, wait, but I'm not doing anything. Like I need to help. So it's hard to just like take a back seat and let other people do their job that they're there to do. Yeah. And I just don't want to be the kind of employer that's just expecting people to do their jobs without checking in on their emotions. But I do need to find a balance on not projecting, like creating emotions for you that you don't have. Because I remember you're a Scorpio. You don't have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking like, <laughs> nice, like when we went out, I said, well, sh- does Megan want something that we can grab her from here? Since sh- we have to have somebody at the hotel listening in on Lenny in his room and watching him. Maybe we'll get her something nice from the winding stair. And I think you said uh, she's got dinner figured out. But I, I think you, we all had our compassionate, empathetic reactions to it. It was just, I was like, we can't save Megan from feeling missing her significant other or missing her family. I can't, we're not going to fly them out. It's too late for that. We tried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think part of it is letting go of that and saying it's not going to be perfect. It's in fact, it's kind of hard sometimes, but... It's, a, it's our life and it's a good life. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot though. Yeah. And every, I think that's universal. Every family has um, these great things about their situation and they have these challenging things. And I think that that's in our case, that's one of them. Yeah. I think I, I've always felt, and I still strongly believe this for all the nannies listening is that one of the most important parts of being a nanny especially travel nannies, that you have to stay positive the entire time, even if shit's hitting the fan and the mom's freaking out and kids are crying. Like, you're the one who's not allowed to join in on the freaking out. You ha- Like, someone has to keep it together, and that's what makes a smooth trip happen, and that's how how a nanny can be incredibly helpful in a situation. And so I feel like I might be taking on this mental load on tour and in general which isn't a bad thing of just trying to make sure everyone else is all right before i mean i'm still fine i'm just like my baseline is fine for the most part a little crazy but fine (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's good i think i think that's also part of your your gift you know you you really you can read people really well well, Megan's really good at keeping her shit together, too. And so it must be weird. I, I don't know how I would respond if I had a mom boss like me that was like, yo, are you all right? Here's another Guinness. <laughs> no, I think it's so great. I think through all of this, I'm learning a lot of things about myself. And like, I think you've taught me a lot. And like, I'm asking questions that I normally don't ask myself. And it's like, maybe I should start getting more in touch with like deep emotions and things like that. Maybe you just don't have them. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm totally teasing Megan about being a Scorpio. One time someone told me that um, Geminis and Scorpios were the two worst ast- astrological signs, and I'm a super Gemini, so that's why You're I right tease. There with me. That's why I tease her, just so you guys know. I'm right there on the bottom of the heap of astrological yeah. signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, as much as like we joke about not having emotions or whatever, Like I do feel it when you come home. And I've caught up with friends and my boyfriend and you're just kind of like, wow, I missed a lot, you know, but then you're like so grateful to like be there. And it's like a totally different feeling of 
coming home and like spending time with your loved ones it's like you actually are present with them rather than like I think in my everyday life before tour it was just kind of like great I get to see my friends no big deal but now that I like actually get to hang out with them it's just like so special yeah I feel like it creates a sense of urgency like last night we got home the the day before last you got home last night last night and then we saw friends who were leaving town the next day because if we didn't they were gone and he was going to get this hip surgery and it was it was like okay well if we don't see him now it will be a long long time and that happens with a lot of friends this lifestyle creates urgency and it creates um if if friends can't handle that then you don't really remain that close so you have to kind of pick up where you left off. But I, I like that part of it. When I see them, I'm so excited to see them. Yeah. And when I used to be more rooted in the ground and in the same area, same space for a while, it, you kind of put those visits off. You put those friendships a little bit more in the taken for granted category. Totally. I'll see them next weekend. I'm busy this weekend. Whereas now it's, we, we, we put a lot more effort into it because we actually know it's not going to happen if we don't do it right now. So I think of it as a positive, but... I mean, my brother-in-law is in the military, and I think a lot of people that meet my sister and brother-in-law and their family, their four kids, a lot of people express this strange amount of pity for them. I understand part of it because he's in danger at times, but it's a little insulting to say to somebody, I feel so bad for you, for your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think they sort of say that in strange ways, and I think their ability to accept things and roll with it and embrace it is why they're happy. And if I've learned one thing, it's having one child and my sister has four and we know all these other people with varying size families. It's, it's, uh, it's chaos all the time. And it's, it's just a lot of focus and sacrifice. So life gets really crazy fast with a family. And if, if you said to somebody, oh, you have kids, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> uh, it would just be odd. Life changed, but in a good way. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people hang on to those traditions and the daily routine and they I think those things are so important and we try to create a daily routine at least for Lenny. True, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it can be hard to relate to spending holidays away all the time and missing out on things, but you're actually also getting a lot more than I I mean, I get a lot more out of our chaos life than I would out of a dated like a nine to five life but that's how i'm built and i prefer chaos yeah but right um, right absolutely i do sometimes when things are hard i get why people are like oh i'm so sorry you have so many kids you know because it, <laughs> it can be a lot but there is like also a beauty of it like even though i'm exhausted and like could totally use some me time i just like seeing lenny's little face i'm like okay that's it like whatever you need like i could crawl to him if i really needed to um so yeah i think like it's crazy and it's hard but like seeing how lenny's like grown during this last tour and he's talking so much more and i just feel like the experience is really growing on him it's just like such a beautiful thing even though no matter how tired or exhausted you are just like seeing how like he got to see Wes play and that was so magical I was like that was an amazing special moment that like you know not a lot of kids get you know yeah, yeah I, I, I would I would propose a, a topic that I think is kind of interesting to this I thought a really impressive thing I saw between you Brandy and you Megan with regards to how things work, whether you're on the road or not, is like this element of what I think is like 
trust. Like if you don't have trust, then any relationship is really strained and then there's resentment on both sides. And I think you, you both have gained each other's trust. And so there was a situation where Lenny slipped in the, in a shower cause there wasn't a bathtub and he hit his head and I saw a picture of it as I was boarding a flight and I called you, but we were taking off and it was kind of stressful, but I really loved the reaction that you had about it because as a mother and like, you're almost like a mother lioness. Like you're just so you get protective, like anybody would be of your child. You never, you guys talked about it and were respectful of each other and you figured out what happened and you dealt with it and you went, moved on and there's still this trust. And I think not every family and especially the dynamics of a family, I think, I was proud of you and I was proud of your guys' relationship that that wasn't like, how dare you? It was, he slipped and kids will slip and they'll hurt themselves. And if it was us giving him the bath, we would never react to each other that way. And I'm glad that you didn't take out your pain about Lenny onto Megan if Megan had proper, you know, it's like, I've done the things that we all agreed are, that's a, that's what we want to do in a bathtub. And I liked that that's how it played out. And I was wondering how that felt for you guys because it was, I just feel like some people get fired for things like that, even though you, you know, I could have done that. I could have been watching him. You can't fire me. <laughs> you can divorce, I guess, but not the same, Never. you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a different, much different dynamic. And I think that I was impressed with the trust and I feel like that empowers you, Megan. And like, it allows you to go out if we go out on a date or something and not always be looking over your shoulder. There is a trust that is gained, but I was wondering what that felt like for, for each of you in that experience. Cause it couldn't have been fun. But. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and topic we, yeah. So when we were in New York, we had just arrived after a really long travel day and, uh, Lenny was in Megan's care. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. <laughs> and he fell really hard and he had a huge goose egg and a big, it was bleeding and it looked bad. Um, but yeah, I totally trust Megan in the sense where he, she, you've been with us since Lenny was really little, now. like three weeks old. Yeah. And I find I can relate to you, Megan, in some ways where if something happened, I remember once one of the kids I was watching fell down the stairs and he did it in front of me and the mom. And I freaked out way more than the mom freaked out. and I, I, I couldn't control myself almost. And I see you kind of worried about Lenny and reacting to when he hurts himself in a much stronger way than I do, which I find funny because I definitely was in your shoes when I was watching other people's kids. And for me, I saw Lenny and I was, I have wilderness first responder training and I saw his head and I checked his pupils and, and I was, I was like, I Googled it (laughs) and I was like, I really don't think we need to take him to the emergency room. I think it's going to traumatize him more to take him to an emergency room. Mm -hmm. He was exhausted. He was so tired. It was a travel day. Yeah, it was late at night. And so I was like, Megan was pretty stressed and freaking out a little bit. And I would have been also, but I'm not mad at you because he's, he could have done that with any of us, but. Right. I remember when the incident happened, it was just like, it all happened so quick. Lenny was in the shower instead of a bathtub. Um, It was a marble shower. And it just like, he stood up against the wall. He was just kind of getting his bearings with walking. And he went to go stand against the wall and just like slipped so quick. And yeah, he hit his head. And then immediately I just knew it was not a normal fall. Mm -hmm. 
And once I saw the bump, what I really appreciated was once I texted you, like, hey, I need you to come back. It's like, because of our relationship, normally I would never be like, get back here right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you were like, all right, I'm on my way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's great that you guys trust me to know, like, when I say, please come back or, like, whatever, you're going to... Yeah, you've never <laughs> said that before, so I was beelining it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and then, obviously, on our way back, I was kind of filling her in, but I just wanted to make sure you could get there as soon as you could, um, just so we could make the decision on whether or not he needed emergency care but um yeah I think I the trust thing is huge and it's taken a long time to build but or uh, you know I I think from the get-go you guys have trusted me and your child like there was a baseline but now it's definitely strengthened and um yeah Lenny he turned out to be okay which is great (laughs) he still has a little mark from it yeah he's a big tough guy now (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a really good question, Wes, and I think uh, I noticed a moment when we, you were just now talking about watching Lenny watch his dad perform for the first time. Right. And I get a little, like, teary-eyed. It was so sweet. <laughs> now I'm crying on a podcast. Wow. Um, <laughs> first tears. But, uh, yeah. I have emotions, guys. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, um, but it was really sweet to watch. You guys were sound checking, and usually we have a pretty strict schedule for Lenny. He goes to bed at 7 every night. So he's never seen Wes perform as, like, a lucid being. He was a pretty little kid the one other time he saw a sound check. But so he was just standing there, and it was, like, an empty arena. It was the O2 Arena, right, in London, which is huge. And so I'll I'll post some photos of it on our on Adventure Nanny's uh, Facebook with this but yeah it was so sweet because it was like this huge arena and it was just him standing there and like speaking of the trust that Megan and I have it was really cool because I at first was with him and I had his arm my armor on him while he was watching and Megan did too and then I could just I was like wanting him he was flexing every muscle when you would sing it was like such a it was such an overwhelming experience for him which was really cool and then I did kind of back off for a moment um to kind of let him get fully into it and not interrupt him with my own like hands and stuff and then I know Megan jumped in at one point and you were doing the same thing I had been doing before with him mm-hmm. and I remember I asked you which I thought was like a big trust thing I remember being like Megan let's like not touch Lenny right now yeah because you saw that he was really emotional but I was like yeah I kind of wanted him as the mom I just wanted him to like be raw and experience it instead right. of like making it what we were both experienced, I wanted him to get like lost in the sound. It was a weird, very special moment. But yeah, and, and I thought le- it was he really levitated. cool. He actually flew in the air. <laughs> <laughs> He's just buzzing. Well, he was He's jamming so out. It was really cute, sort of dancing. He's and... such a music lover. Yeah. So this was, but then all the lights and the all the lights. He had to wear ear protection because it's really loud. But and the sound so guy let him push all the buttons. Yeah, he he cranked the violin. I remember remember hearing that. Yeah. But yeah, Megan, what was that like for you? Because that, that was definitely something I felt um, uncomfortable asking you because I know you were just trying to comfort him. Right. So it was like a moment where I was like, I'm really glad I have the kind of relationship with you that I can say something like that. And it's not offensive. Totally. And realizing that the, I just realized it was a special moment that was occurring. But seeing the way that Lenny was reacting, um, 
I wanted to be there and comfort him, but at the end of the day, you're his mom, and it's like, I want whatever you want for Lenny. Like, I want to, you know, respect that. So when you said, you know, let's give Lenny some space and let him watch the show and really get into it, I was like, absolutely, he can totally. Um, I was, like, backed off, and then I it just set in the magic of it all. Um, so I, I was appreciative of you doing that. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't have gone in the way it did. It was a special moment. And just real fast, we have to say goodbye to Wes because he has to get on another interview. I was hoping we could get to talking about our exciting end of this tour experience um, with our helicopter landing. So yes, Megan and lived. I... We lived. Yeah, Megan <clears throat> and I will cover that ourselves. But do you have okay. any closing thoughts? Yeah. Helicopters are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I All I'll say about the helicopter thing is that there's a false sense of security in a lot of in taxis and in airplanes, and but especially in helicopters. And we learned that. But our pilot was amazing. If he ever listens to this one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kudos to him. He got us. He got us down to the ground safely. But Well, thanks, Wes, for talking about being away from your family during holidays with us. Yeah, well, I was with my family. And oh, yeah, I, I mean, very lucky. this time we yeah. were together, but <laughs> in general. No yeah. problem. Love All you. right. Well, Megan and I are just going to continue and wrap up with this last story. Megan, I'll let you give the recap um, real quick to quickly pivot away from what we were talking about. And it does have to do with trust and all of the things that you do with the family you're with. <laughs> right, yeah. But, yeah, so the just a few days ago... Um, we were in Ireland, and Megan is Irish, so we wanted to kind of go out with a bang, and we certainly did. Megan, would you like to recap? Yes. Brandy and Wes, being their generous, thoughtful selves, they kind of surprised me with a helicopter tour. Um, I know, crazy. I was so excited. <laughs> um, and it was just a great way to like see a lot of Ireland in a short period of time because we were on a time crunch a bit. So we finally, the helicopter gets booked. And then like before I know it, it was just very like kind of casual. We just kind of like took this old car to a helicopter and we jumped in and it was like, it's not, obviously it's not an airplane, but it just felt very casual, like almost a taxi ride in the air or something. <laughs> and I got the front seat, which was so beautiful. Like th I'll never like the images and what we saw on this helicopter trip i mean it was spectacular and definitely a lot of people don't get to do this or see ireland the way we did um, but it definitely did come with a price <laughs> yeah i've been in a few helicopters before and i had never experienced anything like this we booked a really wonderful company with a great pilot thank god and uh i was asking him as we took off what happens because they didn't let us we wanted to have them fly us over the scalig islands i can't say the word right but there's these beautiful islands off the coast of ireland where they filmed star wars and i was asking the helicopter pilot why we couldn't fly over them because they're not that far away and he explained to me that because we're in a single engine helicopter we can't go that far over the water because if the engine fails we need enough space to get back to land so that we'd have a shot at living <laughs> and so I started kind of quizzing him on what happens if a single engine fails and so I'm kind of glad. I don't know if it helped him at all. I'm sure it did. Like, yeah. Refreshed his memory refreshed. at the very least. <laughs> he'd been flying for a really long time and he said he'd never experienced it happen before. 
But um, we stopped for lunch after going to the Cliffs of Moher, which was amazing. I, thank God, drank like a pint of Guinness and champagne, <laughs> champagne and oysters. Because <laughs> I was like, how often do you charter a private helicopter ride? I'm going to ball out. And I'm really glad I did because it could have been my last meal and it was amazing. <laughs> I hope you liked what you ate, too. Right. The fish and chips. I mean, they were out of this world. I did not get a Guinness or champagne. But I offered. I will never forget the fish and chips, that's for sure. Yeah, I felt like it was a quality potential last meal. We got oh, lucky in that regard. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but we then started up again, and the guy's check engine lights kept turning on and he kept saying he was like i can't figure out if there's something wrong this is a brand new engine so i doubt it yeah, i think it's it like just coming in and out yeah it's coming in and out so he's like none of the other indicators are turning on i think we're fine and so then we stopped for fuel because we'd been out for a long time um lenny was asleep lenny slept through the whole fuel fueling up and at this point i switched so i was in the the cockpit the co-pilot um seat and megan lenny and wes were in the back seat right and um, we were flying on all the. I will sudden- say, I remember when we were filling up for gas, I was like, just kind of getting like a bit wheezy. And like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like, I really don't want to go back in the air again, but like, we have to get back. So I was like, Brandy, you want to switch seats? And she was obviously <laughs> loving the front seat. And you were like, oh, no, it's only a 15 minute ride. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, no big deal. And then little did I know. <laughs> yeah. So then we were flying along. Everything was fine. And all of a sudden the helicopter like suddenly lurched to the side. And I think I said like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, <Definitely>. uh, <laughs> and then smoke started coming into the cockpit. There's this alarm that was going off. It was like, wah, 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 and it kept getting louder and louder. Right. And we had just came, we were flying right over a mountain range and we had just came out of the mountain range and then all these alarms started sounding. There was smoke and it was like, um, holy shit. And I was like, it'll correct itself. Like, cause we had some turbulence on the way. And then in the midst of it, it was like, wait, like this isn't good. Like this is actually happening right now. Yeah, the afterwards the helicopter pilot said what was going through his brain was, shit, this isn't really happening. Oh my God, it's really happening. This isn't really happening. Oh my God, it's really happening. But to me, having had a pint of Guinness, some champagne, some beautiful oysters, I was, I was kept watching him and he was really serious and he didn't say a word. And I was like, if he, if we were going to crash this helicopter, he would probably say something. And so I remember being incredibly nervous, but he seemed like he had the helicopter under control and we were just sort of falling towards this perfect patch of grass. And I thought he was landing us there on purpose. It turns out afterwards that he, when he got out of the uh, helicopter, he was really freaked out. And he said, I asked him, how did you find this great place for us to land? And he said, Oh, I didn't. It was like literally the only place we could land. We fell out of the sky onto a perfect (laughs) helicopter landing pad, basically. And if it had happened moments before, we would have landed on the side of a mountain and probably crashed. And if it had happened moments afterwards, we would have landed in a forest and definitely crashed. Yeah, I mean, and the sweetest thing about that was the pilot like immediately grabbed Lenny and was like, you know, extremely he just felt terrible, you know, and wanted to make sure everyone was okay. 
Um, but yeah, I remember just like falling towards the earth and then it like never catching. And then like in my head being like, what do I do with my hands? What should I be thinking about? And then like, all I could focus on was my hands. And then like, before I knew it, we were like, boom, boom on the ground, a little bit of skidding. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Excuse my language, (laughs) but it was like so real, but like, you still didn't believe that it actually occurred. Yeah, it was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever had. And I obviously was like, poor Megan. (laughs) She almost died. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, It it really was just so crazy. And the nicest couple, we've we've, like walked to the nearest house and it was the nicest couple. Uh, It wasn't their field, but they know the farmer whose field that it was. And we had to call a local guy to come pick us up because we couldn't explain to the hotel where we were. Um, We were in a random sheep pasture 15 minute drive from our hotel thank god (laughs) yeah i mean it worked out the best way if there's any a helicopter crash i think we had the best one that's for sure um yeah i don't know if i'm like a huge fan of doing it again i'm glad i did it and it turned out okay but yeah it's so funny that next time i'll pony up for the double engine one (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah Um, But yeah, I would just remember you shaking like a Mm -hmm. leaf and Mm -hmm. I mean, you were cool and calm, but your whole body was shaking. And I was like, Brandy, are you okay? You know, and I think you were still taking care of everybody around you. And I was like, Brandy, I don't think you're okay. (laughs) You know, and I was just like trying to check in with her like, are you good? You're not good. Like, and we were all just kind of like your adrenaline sets in and we're like walking through this field and like there's this helicopter right behind us and it was just a crazy scene like another thing to add to our list of experiences together i was joking that megan earned her capital a for adventure nating (laughs) i think a helicopter crash will do it yeah i think i might be like queen adventure nanny at this point yeah if anyone else can top that please write in we'd love to hear from you (laughs) yeah i would love to hear it too I just wanted to end our our holiday recap with that quick story because uh, if you we're just talking about being away from your family um, and choose almost choosing to work over being with your family uh, and it's a necessity in this job, but uh, that one could have been um, <laughs> being away from your family forever. and loved ones forever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, coming home, because that was, like, one of our last days on tour, mm-hmm. and then coming home and just being like, wow, I really want you to know I love you, you know? And, like, you tell people, but it still doesn't feel real, and it's like, that could have been it for all of us, and it's like... It, yeah, and the helicopter pilot said, too, he was like, I bet you will never want to be in a helicopter again. You're always going to travel on four wheels now, and I said... Well, you know, I think statistically helicopters are safer than cars, <laughs> and they are. So that's the crazy thing is every moment is a gift. And right. I think it's easy to remember that when you just were in a helicopter crash, but it's also just so important to remember that every day. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm probably crazy, but I'd probably get in another helicopter. Hopefully it's double you, engine. You might have to, Megan. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it ended as best as we could, definitely with a bang. Um, a bang and a 12-foot skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll end it on that note. If any of you guys have questions or experiences that you'd like to share with us about spending holidays away from your families, we'd love to hear from them. And if anyone can share any other extremely crazy uh, 
life-threatening situations that they've been in with people that they're working for, we would love to hear it. Um, so here we are signing off. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more, visit us at adventurenannies.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. To send us love letters, questions, or ideas for future episodes, email us at podcast at adventurenannies.com. Bye. Bye.